Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, at the time that I'm taping this, it is sunny. It is 70 degrees. It is gorgeous. I actually just got back from taking a walk outside by myself. I didn't even bring my earbuds. I just enjoyed the sights and the warmth of the sun. Uh, I walked all through the town of Royersford today, which was just so nice to see people out and about. I always say there's something really powerful when you combine movement with fresh air and sunlight. It just does something for your soul. It does something for your mood. It energizes you. And it just really allows me to clear my head so that when I return to a task such as this podcast, I can come to you with a lot more clarity and a lot more focus. So if it is a gorgeous day when you are listening to this podcast, I encourage you to get outdoors, even if it's just for 15, 20 minutes, and just soak up the sun and the fresh air, uh, because we've been cooped up for a long time. And it's, it's time to get out. Now, this podcast has nothing to do with exercise, even though I'm talking about it right now. But I, while I'm on the topic, I just want to go ahead and make this note. Um, I think it's always interesting when I have clients come to tell me that the reason they can't exercise outdoors is because it's too rainy or too windy or too cold or too hot. And unfortunately, if you are in the Royersford area... Uh, It's not going to be 70 and sunny every day. We are not in that climate. So when we do have these great days, please, please, please take advantage of them. And for all the days that aren't sunny and 70, just dress appropriately. You know, bring a coat or two. Bring an umbrella. Right? Show up for yourself. Not just be a fair weather exerciser because there's more days that are not sunny and 70 than are. But today is a gift. And I hope that this podcast is a gift to you as well. Uh, Today we're going to talk about the topic when we confuse our words. And I'm going to be honest with you, I confuse my words all the time. Uh, Even though I like to be a speaker, I love to talk on this podcast, there's many a times that I trip over my words. Um, A lot of times I don't even edit it out because I just want you to know that I'm a real person. Uh, I struggle with a lot of the things you struggle with, and I don't want this to be such a polished, stiff podcast. I want it to sound like you're listening to a friend. And um, if I'm your friend, then just know I'm going to stumble over some words from time to time. I probably also make up some words from time to time. But I figure if I just keep talking, maybe it will sound like um, that word is a real word. But I have no doubts that over this past year of podcasting, I have made up a couple words or two. So just hang in there with me. Uh, Hopefully I won't do that this episode. Um, But 
like I said, today we're going to talk about when we confuse our words. And there's two incidences in particular that I want to bring your attention to. Uh, The first one that we often confuse our words is when we say the sentence, I'm hungry. And there are times when we are physically hungry. If you are not sure what your physical hunger signs are, I invite you to listen to the podcast. Uh, We've talked about this many a times in past episodes, how to identify physical hunger. Uh, But a lot of times we tell ourselves we're hungry and hunger has nothing to do with how we're feeling. A lot of times when we say I'm hungry, we mean I'm tired or I'm stressed, or I'm angry, or I'm annoyed, I'm agitated, I'm frustrated, I'm sad, I'm bored, right? We confuse our words. We say hunger, but physical hunger is not the problem at all. And so as much as I want you to get really good at identifying what your physical hunger cues are, I also want you to get really, really good at identifying what your emotional state cues are. I want you to get really, really good at identifying how anger feels in your body. And I want you to get really, really good at understanding and identifying how sadness and loneliness feels in your body. You know, too often these are emotions that are uncomfortable, so we don't want to feel them. And so we push them away. And we push them away with food. We push them away with alcohol. We push them away with retail therapy or hours of scrolling on Facebook or Instagram. And instead of that, those practices making us feel better, they actually make us feel worse. So it's really important to understand how your body communicates emotions so that you're more quickly able to identify them and give yourself the coping strategy that's appropriate in that moment. You know, I was talking to a client the other week and um, he was telling me how it was late at night and his wife was awake doing some project. His oldest daughter was home from school working on homework. And he gets up very early every morning. And so he's probably up at, I don't know, 5, 5.30, depending on when his younger kids get up. And he's just exhausted at the end of the night. You know, it's hard when you have younger kids that are up early and then older kids that are up late. And so he said he found himself in the kitchen eating peanut butter sandwiches and not just one peanut butter sandwich, but multiple peanut butter sandwiches. And he was eating those sandwiches as a form of energy to try to stay awake so he could, you know, hang out with his wife and daughter. And he's like, my eyes are heavy, like everything about my body is feels heavy. I'm exhausted. I want to just sit on the sofa. And I was like, You just need to go to bed. Like everything about this situation is screaming fatigue and tired. You don't need peanut butter sandwiches. You need a bed. Just go to bed. And you know what? It just sounds so simple and so obvious. But in the moment when, you know, you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're just surviving. You're just doing what you can to chip in and be a part and help out. 
And so even though everything about his body was trying to shut him down, he was still trying to keep going by eating peanut butter sandwiches. Uh, Then he was also frustrated when the scale wasn't moving in the direction he wanted it to. And so I just told him, just go to bed. Just tell your wife that your dietitian said you have to go to bed. And just that. Well, a month later, I saw him and he lost all this weight. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, you know, I started exercising more, but I just go to bed now. Whenever my body says it's tired, I just go to bed. I kept it really simple. I don't fight it anymore. And so now this big joke between us, I I don't say it's a joke, but we just laugh about it. Every time he comes in and, and, you know, he just consistently loses more weight. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I go to bed, right? Sometimes we complicate this. You know, we try to do too many things we're not meant to do. Sometimes we just need to go to bed. And so if you're tired at night, I am giving you permission to go to bed. In fact, you can go ahead and tell people, if I'm not your dietitian, I will be that person right now. And if you are tired at night, go to bed. It's a gift you can give yourself. The gift of rest. You'll be amazed at how much better you feel the next day and how much more prepared you are to deal with life and the stresses life brings when you are well rested. Now, today, or I should say last night, I did not get a good night's sleep. For whatever reason, my leg cramped up and it woke me up a couple times. And today I was just a little cranky. I had a headache all day. Things were just harder. And so some of you guys are chronically sleep deprived. If you want more information about sleep, we did an episode on that a couple weeks ago. Go listen to it. But sleep is everything. And it's a critical part to health. And so if you're tired, learn how to recognize how your body communicates fatigue and then honor it by going to bed. For some of you, you're agitated, you're annoyed, you're stressed, you're frustrated. How does that feel in your body? You know, I recommend do a body scan. Okay, what's a body scan? Start at the top and work your way down, just like if you were putting a paper into a scanner. And when you're feeling charged or emotional or you have the thought that pops into your head, I'm hungry, do a body scan and see how your body is responding in that moment. How do your eyes feel? You know, are they bugging out of your head? Do they feel fatigued and heavy? How does your face feel? Your jaw, are you clenching? You know, are your shoulders raised? Are they up by your ears or are they relaxed? Do you feel a tightness in your chest? Are your fists rolled up into balls? Are you holding on to a lot of stress by tensing every single muscle in your body? Do a body scan and see how different emotions feel in your body. And I promise you, the quicker you are at identifying your emotions, the easier it will be to figure out what is the next step. Don't be afraid of feeling a little uncomfortable in the moment in order to gain this information because it will help you tremendously moving forward. You won't be eating through your emotions. You'll be working your way through your emotions in a healthier manner. 
a couple years ago, I was walking Charlie and Bella, those are my twins, down to the bus stop. Um, we have a fairly long driveway, walk out our front door, walk down the driveway. I think we walk maybe, I don't know, eight, 10 steps and we're at our bus stop. And so I'm walking Charlie and Bella down to the bus stop and we get to the, to the stop sign where we wait. And Bella seconds later says, I'm bored. I'm like, what? Bella, how can you be bored? We haven't even done anything to be bored. Like we literally walked out the door down the driveway and took the eight steps to the bus stop. How can you be bored? And she just looked at me and she's like, I don't know. I just am. I'm bored. And then all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment and I said, Bella, what does boredom feel like in your body? And so when you ask, I guess she would have been like six or seven around this time. When you ask a seven-year-old, what does boredom feel like in their body? They automatically do a body scan. Like she literally looked down at her body for the answer, right? When you ask yourself a question, your brain will seek out an answer. When I asked Bella that question, she looked at her body for an answer. And she's like, ah, it feels tired. It's like, really? That's interesting that you think that boredom feels like tired. What else do you, how else do you feel? How else does boredom feel in your body? And she looked down and she's like, it feels lazy. I was like, huh, okay. Well, I don't know, Bella, when I feel bored, I feel restless. Like my legs wanna move, my mind wants to move, I feel fidgety. I feel antsy. I think what you're describing is just feeling tired. You know, you were up late last night. Maybe you didn't get as many hours of sleep that you needed. I don't think you're describing boredom. I think you're describing tired, fatigue. And it was in that moment. Now, let me back up for a second. She's seven. The chances that she's confusing her words are pretty great because she's seven. But then again, I don't live in her body. And maybe that is how boredom presents itself to her. You know, it's not my job to judge. But my thought process was, what if I can teach my seven-year-old how different emotions feel in her body so she doesn't become a 40-year-old eating her way through them? That's what I wanted to teach her in this moment. If she can identify what boredom feels like or what fatigue feels like, then she's going to know how to deal with it and correct it. And for a lot of us, we don't know how to do that because we were never taught. And that's what I want to do today. I'm going to teach you. We're going to do a body scan. So the next time you know you are feeling an emotion, I want you to do a body scan. Write down how you feel. Make it very objective, almost like a checklist. You know, start at your head and move your way down to your neck and your shoulders and your chest and your stomach and your your arms and your legs and eventually your feet. Notice everything you're feeling in that moment. Write it down. And that way, when you have this thought pop into your head, I'm hungry, you can actually look at the list and you can self-reflect. You know, do I have a headache right now? Uh, Yeah. Well, I also get headaches when I'm exhausted. So it may be hunger, but it might also be exhaustion. Um, I notice my teeth are clenched. Well, 
That doesn't happen when I'm hungry. That happens when I'm angry. So let's look at the different emotions that when I express them, I clench my teeth. And once you know what you're feeling, then you can take the next step. And so that's just one way that we can confuse our words. Uh, We do it often. We say hunger when really it is not hunger at all. I would say eight out of 10 of my clients that come in self-describe themselves as emotional eaters. They know they eat when they're, when they're emotional, when they're tired, angry, agitated, frustrated, all those things, but they don't know how to stop. And so right now, I am teaching you the steps of how to stop. Do the body scan, figure it out, and then you'll know what a better coping strategy will be. And sometimes the coping strategy will be just feel, just feel it. Just, I can't even tell you, oh gosh, there was this, just happened the other week. I was going through a conversation in my mind um, with somebody and I just, I was really struggling with it. I was feeling very agitated. I was feeling very bitter about this conversation, uh, trying to figure out, should I approach this person? Should I just let it go? You know, we've all had those thoughts in our head from time to time. And I found myself in the kitchen eating. And I literally had to say to myself out loud, Adrian, you are not hungry. You are angry. Put the food away and go sit down and be angry and just wait it out because it will eventually go away. I had that happen a couple years ago. We lost a very dear family friend. I was devastated. I was so sad. She was taken way too soon. Um, It just... Oh, it breaks my heart to think about it. She was just such a lovely woman. And once again, found myself in the kitchen. And I had to tell myself, Adrian, you are not hungry. You are sad. Go be sad. I had to give myself permission to be sad because I actually did not want to feel it. I was so scared of feeling sad because it felt like it was going to be overwhelming. But I needed to feel it to go through it. And so I would put the food away and I would go sit down on the sofa or I would sit down on the back porch and I would just be sad. And sometimes when we have to work through those emotions, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get through them any faster, but we eventually get through them instead of trying to push them away and pretend they don't exist and then just prolonging the sadness longer than it needs to be there. We have to allow ourselves to grieve. We have to allow ourselves to feel, not be scared of that. It's how we process things. Processing them with food does not help. It just creates even more emotions. So that's one instance where we confuse our words. Another place where we confuse our words is when we say the the sentence, I'm not sure what I should do, or I'm confused. When it comes to our diets, honestly, there is a lot of information out there. And so I get it. It can be confusing. You know, are we eating eggs? Are we not eating eggs? Are we eating fat? Not eating fat. Are we eating carbs or not eating carbs? Like, what are we supposed to do? There's everybody has an opinion. And it can get confusing, especially when you've tried a bunch of different things and haven't seen results. 
But here's what I do know. Most of the people that come into my office, they do know what they should do because they've done lots of different programs. And there are some common themes with programs like eat less processed food, eat, you know, fruits and vegetables. Those things are not confusing. Most people know that they need to drink more water, they need to move their body, and they need to eat more, you know, produce and plant-based diet with some protein, right? People know that part. But sometimes they confuse the words, I don't know what to do, because it's easier to state confusion than it is to state fear. I just had a lady the other day, and she's like, I just, I just need another program. I, I don't know what to do. I'm sick and fed up. I just got off of Nutrisystem, and I'm just so confused what I should do. But as she's saying these words, her eyes are tearing up. She wasn't telling me she was confused. She was a professional dieter. There was no confusion. What she was telling me is, I'm scared to try something and fail again. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm afraid to try. I'm afraid to try something new and not succeed. That's what she was trying to tell me. And that's okay. And sometimes there is fear when you try something new. I think fear is normal whenever you try something new. You haven't had experience in that moment yet. So, you know, anything new is a little scary. And so I want you to be really careful about your words, what you're saying, what you're thinking. If fear is actually how you're feeling, then what we can do is we just break things down into small action steps. We don't have to do a complete overhaul. We just have to take one step forward. And that's it. Just one small step in the right direction. Sometimes it's helpful when you're trying to figure out this whole diet thing is just make a small plan. If you can't do a week plan, try a day plan. And if you can't do a 24-hour plan, just plan for the next meal. Just make the next best decision. And don't worry about the rest. It will come when the time is ready. But fear is not a reason not to try. We can do this. And I'm here to help every step of the way. Our team, we have nine dietitians on our staff. We are here to help you in whatever capacity we can, whatever you need. You know, if you need education because there's confusion, we can help you with that. If you need accountability, we can do that. If you need guidance, you need truth, you need options, we can do that too. If you need somebody to call you out when you're confusing your words, we absolutely can do that. I realize that sometimes this nutrition thing can feel hard. It can feel overwhelming. But that's why you have somebody here. I am here to help you every step of the way. And so if you have questions 
or there are specific things that you're struggling with, I want you to reach out to me and I want you to let me know. You can find us on Instagram at Body Metrics Health. You can find us on Facebook at Body Metrics Health. You can send me a message and let us know what we can help you with so that you can achieve all of your health goals. We're happy to help. All right, guys, that's what we have for today. Uh, your recipe. So it's actually a very, very simple recipe. Uh, when we think about eating healthier foods, so again, plant-based foods, you know, I'm a big fan of eating foods with one ingredient. You know, you don't have to necessarily worry about what's in a zucchini because the zucchini is the food. You know, it's not five or 10 ingredients long with a bunch of chemicals. The more you can eat foods with one ingredient, the better you're going to be. Um, but sometimes people do um, have legitimate concerns about carbohydrates or, um, you know, if you're a diabetic or you have certain medical conditions that require you to eat lower carbs, uh, it's hard to figure out how to substitute some of your favorites. The good news is there are vegetable-based options for every one of your favorite starches. So if you are trying to limit or decrease your pasta servings, you can always do zucchini noodles. That's a healthy plant-based op option. Um, if you're trying to lower your rice consumption, you can always do cauliflower rice. That's a great vegetable option. Where it's hard to find something is the... It's the substitute for potatoes, right? How do we substitute potatoes? Um, they're delicious, but they're starchy. And if eaten in excess, you know, may not be good for everybody's diet. So I am here to help you out. Instead of eating a potato, you can eat a roasted radish. What? Roasted radish? What the heck is that? So radishes, you know, those little red vegetables that are peppery and usually people slice them up real thin and put them in salads. That's what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm saying the word radish. You're going to buy them at the store or you grow them in the ground, whatever you want to do. Um, but you're going to buy them and you're going to chop off the top and the bottom. So take the, the leaves off of it, take the little tail off of it and you are going to scrub them down really good and you're going to put them on a sheet pan. You're going to put a tiny bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, if you'd like, and you're literally going to put them in an oven, 425 degrees for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, literally, you know, they're done when you pierce them with a fork, just like you would pierce a baked potato. And when you roast a radish, all of the sugars from the radish are going to come to the surface and caramelize the vegetable. And a lot of that pepperiness is going to go away and your mind will be blown. And so I have given this option to a lot of people, a lot of diabetics who love potatoes, um, even just a lot of clients and they have made it and they are blown away that it tastes so similar to a potato. So now it's your turn to try it. And then I want you to reach out to me or send me a picture and tag me on Instagram and show me that you made your roasted radishes. Um, but I'd love to hear your opinion if you enjoy them as much as we do. 
All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. I hope you continue to have a great day and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.